Thanks for tuning in to Hobbs and Horror Movie Review Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Hobbs and Horror Movie Podcast. This podcast, we're going to be reviewing really, really shitty horror movies. I'm Eric. I'm Gavin. <laughs> uh, he's a, he's a pussy. He's, he's, he was gonna use a he was gonna use a fake name and he chickened out. <laughs> I'm Ram Dixon. <laughs> so no, Jason I, went with the, <laughs> went with the secret name. So the first movie we're reviewing is Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, we've had to tell Eric here about four times Doug now. Snow. Yes. Even though he just watched the damn movie yesterday, with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but that's how memorable it was for him. And we should we should clarify so that the idea behind this movie is Jason and Gavin are huge horror movie fans. I hate horror movies, so the concept of this is that they're going to talk sophisticated about the horror movie. And oh, don't don't, don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm just going to sit and bitch about it. And I should throw out there right away that. Uh, anyone who hasn't seen the movies we're going to be talking about should probably see the movies first because especially with this one, yeah. we're, we're going to say things that, uh, you should not know before going into the movie. Yes. So, there are definitely going to be spoilers in this. Yes. Yeah. All sorts of spoilers. And, uh, at the end of this podcast, I'm guessing we'll probably let you know what the next movie will be so that before you listen to the next podcast, you can c- catch up. And uh, watch that movie. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. So, I want to kick this one off. All right. Because one of the funniest parts of this movie to me was when we sat down to watch this movie the original time, Jason, all he (laughs) talked about was how cool the chef was in this movie. I don't know if he said he was cool. No, he, 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 he said he loved the chef. He thought the chef was great in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm all excited. This is a, I'm the only one that was watching this movie for the first time. I'm all excited about this chef. He comes onto the he comes onto the scene and I'm like, is that the chef? And they're like, yes, that's the chef. And I'm like, cool. And then like ten minutes later, he's dead. Did you want him to live longer? Not really. <laughs> Were you missing not, him? Did not you miss really. him? <laughs> not really. But I just thought that was great. I, I yeah. think the chef is is a great character because he really sets the tone for the movie. Like definitely. Like he is funny, but he shouldn't be funny. <laughs> but like that you know what you're getting into. Like that's oh. that's the movie. Like if 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 that character offends you. Turn off the movie, because the next hour is not going to be any fun. <laughs> and his character is so one-dimensional, too. He's, he is the epitome of scumbag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing, nothing else. good there. There's nothing else. Like, it, it, you know, and, it, and it does, you're right, it sets the tone, because you see all the acting and the, the other actors in the movie, and they're all so over the top. You know, a lot of them are, yeah, and they're know. all very one-dimensional as well. Yeah. There's, there's not a whole lot going on throughout yeah. this whole movie. It's just kind of like really bad dialogue yeah. and and a person occasionally getting killed in some really fucking weird way. Yeah, but yeah. we're not going to show it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you won't see any of it. But yeah. but it's always in a weird way. Yeah, so. yeah. For being a a slasher film, there's very little slashing, and you see almost nothing. Yeah, <laughs> but it works. It's very effective, and it's definitely a movie unique to that time period. The way that they the acting, that over the top sort of, you know, it it kind of 
reminding me of like a uh, toxic Avenger. You yeah. Know, it's the, it's the a acting. very similar tone to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I, we don't really know if this was like a big budget film when it came out, right? I don't think it was. Okay. It wasn't because I always feel like when I watch horror movies from the eighties, they're always terribly terrible. Like the acting seems horrible. All these you things. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like, and I, I just wonder, like, did these movies never in the 80s get a big budget? Or why is that? Well, I mean, it depends who made it. I mean, in this case, it's a bunch of nobody you ever heard of making a movie. But even like... But there's other, the... there's other movies that Gremlins or Poltergeist or things like... I mean, you got like Steven Spielberg back in that. So you got your big budget movies, but... You know, but the, Gremlins is a heart. It, yeah, it's kind of a horror movie, but it's that's not like. Let's when, when I when I think of big horror movies from the eighties, I think of like Friday the Thirteenth, right? Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. All of those have the feel of a very cheesiness to them. Yeah, and yeah, and they were all. I mean, Friday the Thirteenth. Nobody in it was anybody at that point. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, they, there's a there's a, that was released by New Line, New Line mm. Cinema. Um, which is run by Bob Shea, still run by Bob Shea. And they call, today they call New Line, you know, the house that Freddy built because that series basically made them the first money they ever made. Yeah. So yeah, like when they started out, I mean, nobody yeah, knew who were. Robert England was. So uh, Wes Craven was barely known. They just known. became big things. They weren't actually anticipated to be big things. Yeah, like, not necessarily. Like Fre- Halloween, same thing. Because Halloween has that same feel to me, too. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that, too. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, probably people kind of maybe knew who she was. But, I mean, that's about it. John Carpenter wasn't John Carpenter okay. yet. So, what did you guys like about this movie? I mean, first, <laughs> first of all, like, on the scale of, of horror movies that you watch, is this pretty good? Or is this like, is this like, well, maybe I don't regret watching it, but it, yeah, it wasn't. Well, you know, I would say, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's a good movie, <laughs> Not, you know, but I will say, you know, going back to what I said before, it's very unique to its time. The acting, mm-hmm. the way, you know, the, the characters, you know, like we talked about when we were watching this movie, why is everybody so aggro? <laughs> like, yeah. like this is supposed to be a summer camp and everybody's yelling at each other and everybody's like fighting with each other. And it's like. Like this, this is this is not what how real life is. <laughs> and I feel like like I realized that they were all probably high schoolers or whatever. And yes, people are mean to each other in high school. Well, sure. But I don't think that, I mean this is literally just people screaming yeah. at each other for no reason. Yeah. And I I didn't really see a lot of that in high school. The bad not. characters in that movie are bad. <laughs> yeah. There's no. There's no like a- anything else. It's just they're they're very one dimensional. And and I think it's like. That whole thing, it's just so unique to its time that I think that elevates it a little bit, looking back at it, being able to watch it and enjoy it now, because you'll never see that kind of movie again. Like, they, I mean, there's plenty of good, cheesy horror movies now. Um, You know, I'm sure we'll be watching some of them and reviewing them (laughs) down the line. But, uh, you know, you're not going to see a movie that has the same feel as, like, Sleepaway Camp or, you know, like I said before, in comparison, like, Toxic Avenger or... You know, some of these movies where the, the characters and everything uh so over the top. You know, I, I sometimes in the, when it comes to the 80s movies, sometimes I, I wonder how they get made. You know, like <laughs> I just picture someone, some coked out just executive 
And and this guy's just reading the script and he's just like, yep, yep, yeah, that sounds <laughs> done, great. Done. Like, what do you, you need? Know, what like, do you need? Like who who would have thought that? Like who who greenlighted House Two? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like like you look at that. Like I can't. You know, I've never read the script for House Two, but I've watched House Two, and I can't imagine that reading the script for House Two is any less crazy than watching the movie House Two. <laughs> yeah. And and it that makes no like. There's so many movies from the '80s that just don't make sense, but somehow. Somebody along the line was like, yeah, let's do that. You know? I think that's part of the low budget thing that, like, you don't really have to get it green lighted. You're not working for Universal or Warner Brothers or something. There's not a guy in a suit that gives a crap. Yeah, then maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but you look at House 2 as an example. Bill Maher is in it. But was he Bill Maher? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. very, very true. Yeah. And the guy from Cheers was in that one. And the guy from the guy <laughs> Cheers. You know, yeah. the, the, the fat mailman guy. What's his name? The fat, the, fat, the fat mailman? Wendt. No, that's not the fat mailman. Isn't he the mailman dude? Or is George Wendt? The the mailman's John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger. <laughs> George Wendt. I looked at him because I knew for some reason he would know. <laughs> George, George Wendt is Norm. Yeah. And yeah, John Ratzenberger yeah. is like the, the sword fighting electrician. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's like, I see what you got here. It's an international hole in your wall. <laughs> <laughs> see what the problem is? Yeah. Maybe maybe we should be reviewing that movie. <laughs> but, but but you're not far because George Went is in House One. Is he? Yeah, he's the neighbor in House One. You're right. So they just <laughs> right. recruited I the whole tears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, is there a character in this show that is supposed to be liked more than anybody else? The chef. <laughs> no, I, I I do got to talk about the chef though because that the chef really does make it for me. Okay, and, All right. and it's because it, it's just so disgusting. <laughs> it's so disgusting. And like Gavin pointed out, like we were watching, it, like no one cares about this. This guy's clearly a predator. Yeah, he's clearly <laughs> going to try to penetrate these kids at some point or something. Yeah, do something, and and everybody just kind of stands around and they're just like. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. He jokes about it to his staff, which is like, yeah, he's not hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the kill scenes in this movie were just awful. Like where when they cut the screen and they put the beehive in there, and it yeah. seems like so. This guy, for the people listening, this guy is taking a shit, and the person comes in and locks them into the the um the stall the stall. And then cuts a hole and lets a beehive in, and the beehives just swarm this guy and kill him. Mm-hmm. And it's like in a matter of like five minutes. I'm sorry, if you put a beehive in a, <laughs> in a bathroom for five minutes, it is not going to kill a person. And when they show the body, it's like it is though because the guy had to continue to take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he never got off the toilet. No, yeah. no. What if he was allergic? I don't know. But you gotta, you gotta kind of roll with some of that. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. That's all part of it, but yeah. I just think it's. But that's what makes it so fun watching those movies with you in particular, and why <laughs> I always subjected them to you when we were younger is because watching a, a shitty movie that is Eric will be laughing the whole time, and when it's done, he'll be like, "I can't believe I just fucking wasted my time with this piece of shit." <laughs> but it's, it's so great, true, though. Yeah. It, yeah. It is, it is so true, because you cannot tell me, after you get done with that, yesterday you did not walk away with a thing from that, watching that <laughs> No, movie. what? But you that's just, the point. I, I see it as an affront to God. Whoa. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, I, I, like when I die, I, I don't believe in God, but if there is a God, 
and I'm sitting there and I'm reviewing my life, I want God to have to sit through watching all the shit. <laughs> and, like, I want God to see that the time, you know, he's, I spent on earth, the gift of life that he gave me, that I used it to watch sh- just shitty fucking shit all day long. I, I, I feel like I'm insulting God when I do it. Wow. And wow. wasting my time. Wow. And, all of our Christian listeners have officially <laughs> dropped off at this point. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that, that yeah, is Gavin, do you not at any- all why I why I watch that. <laughs> Gavin, do you got anything to add to that? <laughs> well, I, I I don't watch uh, garbage to to offend God, but um, but no, I I think I think we should make it clear. So there's there's a movie that's good because it's good. And then there's a movie that's good because it's entertaining. And they're two very different things. Absolutely. Is Sleepaway Camp a good movie? No. <laughs> nobody should think that it is. But is Sleepaway Camp entertaining? Yes. I've probably seen it four times now, and I would watch it again. I mean, I don't think it's a waste of my time at all. I, I think it's... The sense of humor, it's dark, it's highly inappropriate, but it's funny. It's it moves at a quick pace so you don't like get bored watching it. It's a it's a solid movie as far as entertaining goes. You spent a, a whole work day watching that movie over the course of years. Yeah, you spent mean, a whole work day? Yeah. Eight hours. Eight hours. If you watched you it watch four, four times. times. It's oh. actually only eighty three <laughs> minutes, so it's not quite. Oh, I see what you're days, saying. So, yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. All right, so we're not going to go in. We're going to touch on the the fin- the end of this sh- movie at the end of the podcast. Okay, so we're not going to reveal the ending of it. Oh, we're not. Okay. But, All right. But after you've seen the ending once, is it still mind blowing each time you see it again? You know that without giving it away, I will say. It, did they cut her head and put it on <laughs> like a? Like a like it didn't look it doesn't look yes, real. It, well, it I, does look like like the head is superimposed. I have I have an answer to that question. You do? do you? I do. I do. I, 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 I oh, look at he's got notes, man. I brought notes. I brought. Well, notes. Why are we tapping into some of these notes, man? Yeah, I was like, I should probably bring some notes, so I made some notes. Awesome. So, what do you got on your notes that we can talk about a little? Well, bit? I, if we're waiting to the end, I can't tell you that part. Oh, well, yeah, but what else you got on there? Oh, I got a little bit about what the actors have done other than this crap movie so when uh, i looked that up is it pretty much just all shitty horror movies right yeah, the there's, yeah somewhat but there's some other there's some interesting things in there um i thought the the kid who played paul who's like angela's boyfriend i thought uh, eric you might find this interesting he's still very active uh, he does a lot of television but he appeared in a movie in 1990 that i know you're a big fan of Prayer of the Roller Boys. Nice! <laughs> Everybody on it that's listening to this podcast should definitely watch Prayer of the Roller Boys. <laughs> I think Boys. we should all watch Prayer of the Boys. It's not really a horror movie, but we should probably watch it anyway. We should probably review it. Yeah. Because nobody else is ever going to review that movie. <laughs> Prayer of the Roller Boys? Yeah. Yes. It sounds like the worst movie. Worse than... Hey man, I, I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I, I can, I can, I can sell you on it already. Sure, it's got Corey Heim in it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and um, and people roller skating. Yeah, I mean, what more do you need? Is it like roller babies, kind of, or what? it's like a roller game. 
Um, We're really going off roller course. Games. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So what uh, What else is he in? Is it that's pretty uh, much a- well, other than all the TV he's done, he starred in a movie in '86 called The Manhattan Project, which I haven't seen. I couldn't <laughs> say. Character Meg uh, is played by Catherine Cammy. Uh, she was actually a regular in soap operas and was regular soap operas after the fact. So she was known for you know if people were into soap operas. Um, but she also did another horror movie around the same time called Silent Madness. Which, uh, it's now available on Blu-ray in 3D. Ooh. Yeah, so there's that. <laughs> you really spent some time on these, don't span. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, there's Mel, who's like the camp owner. Uh, my, he's my favorite character. He actually kind of looked familiar, so. So uh, his his name is Mike Kellen. He was an actor since 1950. Holy cow. Uh, he was in many films and TV shows. He's an episode of The Twilight Zone. Not a very memorable one, apparently, because it's called 30 Fathom Grave, and it's a Navy-themed episode. I don't remember this at all. Mm. Um, he appeared in Larry Cohen's movie, God Told Me To, which is an awesome movie. Um, and he actually died of lung cancer between filming and the release, so he never even well, saw, saw the, the movie. Saw the movie, huh? Mm. Yeah. So I probably never saw him anything, then. Um, the main actress is Felissa Rose. Um, she's easy to track down if you want to find her, like, she does a lot of conventions. She's actually in Minneapolis, um, coming soon. <laughs> so after this, it seems like she left acting for a while. She came back in the early 2000s. And, and like you had said, she, she's mostly done low-budget garbage since she came yeah. back. A few decent things here and there, but mostly just garbage. Um, she married Devin Miller, who is in the band CKY. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Which, if you, I don't know if you know CKY, but they're, they're like, Connected to like Jackass and Bam oh, yeah. Margera and those guys, so that's kind of weird. But the this is the most interesting of all. You ready? You ready for yeah. some facts? Ben, who is the assistant chef, the the black guy, okay, played by Robert Earl Jones. He was a former boxer. He fought such people as Joe Lewis, who's like one of the all time greats. He went into theater in Chicago with playwright Langston Hughes. He was blacklisted for a while in the 50s because he was allegedly a communist. <laughs> <laughs> he later appeared in such movies as The Sting with Paul Newman, Cockfighter, Trading Places, which I'm sure you're familiar with, yeah. Witness with Harrison Ford, and, of course, the all-time great Maniac Cop 2. <laughs> but most importantly, he was the father of James Earl Jones. I the was vo- gonna ask if he the, was like the brother or something. Yeah, he's the, he is he is Darth Vader's dad. dad. Wow! So that that's just a reason right there to watch him. And it's right? weird because he was not a prominent character in that. But no. he's out of everybody that was in every actor in the movie. He's probably got the he best is resume, the right? most interesting has the best resume. But yeah, he plays like a really dumb character. Yeah. Like, I almost wonder if like most of the budget just went. That was like their familiar face, yeah. To get into the movie, well, who, yeah. But the thing is, a lot of this, well, not the communist stuff would have been could have happened already by this time, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that was yeah, that was, that. but that was in the fifties. So you would have thought he would have been people yeah. would have gotten over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Done with this career. Yeah, most of the people that that, that got blacklisted, they came back eventually. Well, yeah. yeah, but a lot of the stuff on his resume might have come after this. Some of it did. Yeah, cockfighters before the stingers before. But yeah, trading places a witness or later. I was surprised. I don't know when Maniac Cop 2 came out. Yeah, Maniac Cop 2, that's one we're going to have to get to at some point. Yeah, sorry, um, Eric. 
<laughs> Mania Cup. This, too. Is, this is really promising. The, uh, I, the thing I was really surprised about, you know, this being a classic movie too, is looking up the director. I, the only things I could find on him were other Sleepaway Camp movies and uh, one or two random movies that I'd never heard of. And but I don't know. Is that really uncommon? Because, like, you think oh. about it. Like, I always think about like um, the guy that did the grill. Alex Proyas or whatever. Yeah. He, he literally done like three movies. The, he did what? He's literally done like three movies. No, what was the movie you referenced? The Crow. The, the Crow. Crow I thought you said City. The Girl for some reason. I'm like, I'm just no, that No, The Crow one, in right? Dark City. Yeah. And that yeah. guy, he's only done like three movies. And I think he, I mean, you think he's brilliant. He did a... Um, he has such a distinctive like... Yes, he does. ...style that you don't see yeah. anywhere else and stuff. and it's Dark City is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Wow. It is a great movie. It is a very good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'd put it on the level of great. Yeah. But it's a great movie, which is why it'll never be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but... But Jason also likes the movie Gummo or something like that, which okay. is absolutely <clears throat> Gummo is terrible. good in a, in a different way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I was just really surprised that about that with the director, though, because I mean, you look at some even like Sean Cunningham, Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, he went on to, to some other projects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did other things. Um, you know, just the fact that it made it had to have made money. I mean, it I, made a lot of money. Yeah. In fact, I can speak to that. We looked it up yet yesterday, and it was. $300,000 budget and $11 million in the box office, which I got to imagine 1983, $11 yeah. million is pretty significant. So, I could be totally wrong. But yeah, I mean, in my notes, is I got that, it, that that those numbers come out to basically mean it made back 30 times what it cost him to make. So he had to have done okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm surprised he didn't get another, you know, they weren't just like, all right, here's some money. Go do, what, what else can you do? But... You know, maybe he wasn't interested. And maybe maybe horror was what he loved, and he didn't never wanted to go away from horror. Well, I mean, oh, that's, thought, what they, that's what they would have offered. They would have offered him that. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, yeah and you would have thought he would have just done something else. But. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the problem with horror is you get stuck in it. If, mm-hmm. if you get... Peter no, Jackson got out of it. Sam, he did. Sam Raimi got out he of it. He did. You're, you're right. There's exceptions, but... But traditionally, if you're known as a horror director, you're kind of stuck there. Yeah, you're right, though. Those, those are excellent examples. Yeah, see? <laughs> That's because I made him watch those movies. Do <laughs> you remember watching Bad Taste? Oh, my God. God. Oh, I figured that I figured that was going to be our first movie we would review. You know, if I would have thought there. of it. It's <laughs> probably on there, yeah. And then we can talk about Peter Jackson, because holy crap, that's a... That's a career trajectory you would never see coming. I really wish he would go back to his roots. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got fuck you money at this point. Yeah. You <laughs> might as well go back to your roots and, and, and like a dead alive type thing again, you know? I just think it'd be awesome. Yeah. I was saying, like, I don't want to go too off on the trail because we can, like I said, we can save that for when we do do bad taste. Yeah. But, but like, you know, we, we knew who Peter Jackson was. Yeah. Back when yeah. he was making the garbage movies. Yep. And I would have never watched that and been like, oh, yeah, that guy's going to make the <laughs> billion-dollar movie. Yeah. Well, what I loved is that I, I felt vindicated by it. Because Hugh <laughs> always talks so much shit about those movies, and then all of a sudden he's doing fucking Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's yeah. like, see, I told you. <laughs> well, we gave The Hobbit to the guy who did Meet the Feebles? What? Yeah. <laughs> Meet the Feebles. <laughs> 
So is there anything else to really talk about <laughs> with Sleepaway Camp? We've got, I think we're going to be diverting a lot on this podcast, just so everybody knows. Yeah, you'll have to forgive us because we're not, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> I think that's good though. I mean, if you know, if you bring up a name or a movie, you can go off a little bit. That seems fair. Yeah. So should we go into the sequel or to the final scene of the movie yeah i don't yeah. know if we even want to talk about well, the we sequels do, we do <laughs> want to, i do just want to mention there if anybody has seen the movie and likes it there are two sequels oh there's, there's like five sequels well, there's five. A, there's at least two sequels but there's two that are like you you can actually get your hands on yeah yeah oh the other ones are just like so small that they're not bad either Oh well, <laughs> well I, I don't know. I I I remember that enjoying them. I know there's there's a scene in one of them where someone gets thrown like killed and shoved down a fucking porta potty or something out in the woods. And uh, I mean, yeah, I, that's I, about all I remember from the. I, I have two and three, and um, they're not. They're not. I'm not going to say they're they're. I'm not going to say they're terrible. They're not unwatchable, but they're nothing like the first one. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, all right, we've come to the final scene of the movie. <laughs> okay. And just so you know, before, prior to watching the first, so this is an 83-minute movie, the first 82 minutes of this movie, uh, the, all I was sitting there thinking was, what the hell is the point of this movie? Like, it is going nowhere. It's just like people bitching at each other, oh. somebody occasionally getting killed, then they all cry that that person's killed and then they start bitching at each other yeah. <laughs> you were, you were <laughs> looking for a point so that was the first 82 minutes of the movie yeah and yeah. then in the final minute they finally reveal the killer mm-hmm. and the killer is completely nude and yeah. by the way the killer is, is supposed to be a female and well kind you of. discover why anybody remembers this movie at all well, it's because <laughs> she, she has a penis <laughs> yeah yeah. Now, uh, even before we get into this a moment, I want to I want to go back. So Jason and I knew what was up on the end, and you did not know what was up on the end. At any point, did the movie trick you into thinking the brother was the killer? Did you ever think that the brother was the killer? I don't think I ever. There was a point something happened where it showed like the killer's hand because uh-huh. the whole movie I thought it was the killer. Yeah, Angela or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was the killer for almost the entire movie, but then at one of the killings, it was like an arm came out and touched somebody on the shoulder, mm-hmm. and it looked like an old person. Yeah, and then that threw me completely off the. Track. Well, yeah, I'm, but sure, I I'm never... sure none of the killer arms are her arms. Yeah, yeah. it probably was an old person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but okay, as you say, because they they try to set that up where like the camp owner keeps blaming the brother for the killings. But I don't know how convincing that is. Well, see, so the whole time the camp owner was complaining about him, Mm -hmm. I didn't know who he was complaining about. He just kept saying, like, by the time I caught on to it, he was saying, I know he did it. I know he did it. And I'm like, who? I had no idea who it was. Mm. Until until he attacked her. Intact him and uh, did his gorilla attack. Yeah, it's an awesome gorilla. <laughs> yeah, that attack. was pretty. That is, that's a pretty accurate description of what happened there. Yeah, <laughs> but there were some subtle hints throughout the movie who the killer was. If you, well, actually, I can only think of one. Oh, okay. But, but there was one I know of for sure. Which well, 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 we'll go go for it hint? when they they have a flashback of the mother like uh, sending them off to camp. 
And remember, they, they talk about getting their medical... Uh, oh, that, that wasn't even a flashback. Like, that was before... The or it wasn't hand. a flashback, yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I think I know the scene you were talking about. Yeah, so we... And, and they're like, they say, um... What do they, what do they say about it? Like, about the medical exam. That yeah, she has, she fills out their physicals for them. Yeah. And then there's like, don't tell anybody where you got your physicals from. Yeah. Well, yeah. and there was a point in time during the movie that I was like, is she and I? Like, I think something tripped yeah. me on to that that really? was possible. Oh. Yeah, because I remember thinking it. And that's why I wasn't, like, compl- well, I was pretty shocked when I saw the deck. Because I just <laughs> th- even if I thought she was a guy, I didn't think they would actually show that. Not that there's anything wrong well, with their having a dick. No, <laughs> but, no. No, no, there totally isn't. But I just didn't wasn't expecting that it, the last scene of the movie would just be this horrendous picture of her with the deck. You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah it's just, it, it just ends. It's like, here's somebody screaming with their dick hanging out <laughs> at the end of movie. Yep. But, but I think when I got onto that, she might be a guy, then I just dismissed it as like, no, they must have been talking about a brother or something like that. Okay. So, or, I don't know. Yeah. It was, so. I don't know. So, I, it, and for us, we, you know, we watched it probably so many years ago. I can't remember if I knew anything of what was going on until it happened. I probably didn't. I mean, most of I don't think, I mean, I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I don't, I'm pretty sure I didn't see that coming. I mean, most Oh, you were going to say something before about the, uh, whether or not it was a real picture of her. Yeah. Was it? No. No. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll say it. So, I, this is from IMDb trivia. I can't say (laughs) this is true. I think on this podcast, you don't have to put those disclaimers out. There's so much. Anything we say might be completely false. It could be completely <laughs> false, but I'm letting the two of you know this might not be true. It says, the final scene was accomplished using a nude man wearing a mask cut from Felissa Rose's face. The thin man who stood in for Angela was a college student who needed to get drunk before he was able to do the scene. Nobody knew who the man was, and decades later, nobody still knows who the man <laughs> I find part of that a little suspicious, but but I but I do think I mean having seen it, it definitely it looks more like a body with a fake head yeah. than her face with a fake body. My assumption yeah. was was that they superimposed her face onto, yeah. the, onto a guy's body. Why but, did, you know I why didn't they just put us like a a strap on on her or something. Oh, maybe they didn't have. Maybe strap-ons maybe they were just trying to get around the uh, the ratings. <laughs> yeah, or I something. mean, yeah, maybe Aiden and she's a kid, so maybe they. Oh yeah, yeah, that's maybe, true. Maybe, maybe, maybe the strap on. Yeah, yeah that, maybe there's rules about that. Yeah, there. That's probably what it was. Because yeah, they were really young. Do yeah. you actually know? Like how old what they were when they? I know how old she was. How old was she? She was thirteen. Holy, Holy crap! Shit. Yeah, that's why they didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because when that was one of the things when I looked at those kids in that movie, I was like, man, they look really, really young. Yeah. yeah. You know, like when you see a high school movie now, or I, I guess it wasn't high school because obviously they wouldn't have a 13 year old playing high school, mm. right? But whatever age they were. Like, normally the kids always look like six or seven years older than they're supposed right. to be. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. And, For sure. And in this. This, I didn't feel like that at all. I'm like, those kids are really young. No, it definitely got kids to play kids. Yeah. 
So, uh, what's the uh, next movie you guys think we should do? Well, we've got loaded up The Janitor right now. And, um, what was the other one? Oh, Sex Sex Squatch. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll wait on that one for a little while. Oh. But but we got The Janitor, and, uh, there's bad taste. There's, there's, yeah, Sex Squatch, there's, I mean... Any, any number of the Friday the Thirteenth. I wanted to do part eight, but really, any in the anything five, six, seven, or eight, they're all pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I got Psycho Goreman coming. Ooh, so that'll be probably down the line. Ah. And and I think we have to. Psycho Goreman's awesome. We we do like, have to. Well, do if it's it. awesome, then we can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We do we do have to eventually do Halloween three. Oh yeah, because no. it's like you're gonna crap on Halloween three. Uh, did you like Halloween three? I can. It, it's fine as long as you don't go into it expecting Halloween. Yeah, that's probably what, what part of my problem was. But it I is. also thought it was pretty terrible. It, it is, but it's uh, not the thing. Is, so it's really divided, like in the horror community, with these movies like Halloween three or like uh, the new Chucky or anything where like it's it's they get people get really pissed off when you fuck with a franchise that's like you know there's like a loyalty there's like a like, I don't know how to describe it, but what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and Halloween 3. Halloween 3. three. Yeah. yeah, so fucking Halloween 3, though. It You know, if it was a, a movie that didn't have the <laughs> Halloween title, <laughs> it would be fine. People would have enjoyed it. It would have been a classic, yeah. I think. But the fact that they put Halloween on it, and everyone was expecting to see a, a movie with Michael Myers yeah. in it, it just didn't, you know. And I don't... It, it don't get me wrong on that either. I don't think Halloween three is a great movie, but I don't think it's nearly as bad as people make it out to be. Well, yeah. we're still gonna watch it. Tomorrow. Oh yeah, no, it's that. And, that I think is a fair title. That's, do sure. you guys know since you're both into this? Like, I always envisioned that when Halloween three came out, they envisioned that the Michael Myers story was over and they were just gonna tell different stories. Yeah, that's, that's that was the idea, and then that's everybody the idea. got. Yeah. Yes, because Michael Myers wasn't do you, in it. Do you do you know that, or do you just no? I I because that's, that's the that's the truth. Yeah, is, I yeah. always assumed that, and but but I never knew. Yeah, the I idea the idea was to, moving forward with the franchise was each new Halloween would be its own story. That was the idea, and it failed completely because people got so mad about the third one. I'm surprised they didn't see that coming. That people were going to get pissed about that. I mean, because you have this icon like Michael Myers and everybody just, you know, I mean, he was huge. Yeah. yeah but You know, it'd be like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street just taking Freddy out of it. You can't do yeah. that. I just, I, but I don't think it was an unreasonable thought because the way they closed out number two. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it kind of suggested that, that the story was over. They didn't realize at the time that you can make ten more movies of the same <laughs> right. exact movie. Right. And, can, and people will still come and see it. Like, yeah, I don't remember whose who's plan that, I don't know if that was John Carpenter or whose plan that was, but I mean, I would, whoever it was, was pretty much like, they didn't want to do that thing where, like, oh, we're going to bring him back yeah, ten times. Bad. They didn't want to do that. I don't think John Carpenter even wanted to make two, did he? I, think I don't know. He, he did. He did. did. He? Yeah, because the think about it, the first uh, one and the second one are basically no, continuations. Yeah, they they are. The they are, but he thought that they, at the end it was... They are, but that's... I mean, they are now. But if they had never made it two, you wouldn't oh, know Oh, so, like, like yeah. he had written it to end at one, yeah. and then they... Yeah, they that, said that we want. I guess I could. He I'm wanted not to make, sure what his involvement in number two was. So exactly. there, there, there was uh, another movie. I feel like that he was he wanted to make, and they said no. You make 
this one first, and I think because it was such a success or something like that. Sure. So then he made the sequel, and I I swear, unless I have a false memory of it, I was listening to an interview about it or reading something about it where he just, he didn't, he had no interest in making it. He thought the story was told, Mm -hmm. but then, Mm -hmm. you know, the money. Because he was the guy that did all of two, right? He was, yeah. Yeah, No, no. He didn't do two at all? No. Oh, I thought he I thought No, he that's that's Rick Rosenthal that directed that. Oh. I don't know what John Carpenter had. He might have written it. I don't know. But he did not direct no, it. No, I got to know. All right. Well, we should wrap this one up because we're just going off. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back in two weeks with our next movie, which is... The Janitor. The Janitor. Okay. <laughs> it's firm now. I just made it's that decision. The Janitor. <laughs> thanks. See how I did, how I did that? But... So we will see in two weeks. Make sure to watch that movie. Somehow. Somehow. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Hobbs and Horror Movie Review Podcast. Join us in two weeks for another exciting movie review.